0: Hello and welcome. This is the Bariatric Eating Real Talk Podcast, and I'm Susie Shaw. If you are new to our podcast, bariatric eating is more than just talk. We support nearly a million post ops in our Facebook based support groups, which you can join if you like after you listen. I'll even tell you where to find us at the end of the episode. We've created the most successful plan for bariatric regain on the planet. There's not a doctor's program or hospital plan or anyone who's addressed regain and the regain crisis with anywhere near our success rate. Thousands of people have used our inspired Diet along with our help and our support to take their lives back, even when it seemed like things were hopeless. Those who help you in our support groups are post-ops. We've had regains, so we know how it feels, but we've also lost that regain, and we can help you find your way back into those smaller clothes that are in your closet. We have specific tools for you. We'll help you set goals, create food lists. We'll help you cook meals. And we even have our own products. So we go beyond just ideas and help you in real time with real tools that really help. Our support is made up of people who are just like me. And collectively, we've spent the past 20 years helping post-ops lose, regain, and learn to change their habits so the weight stays off for good. And I'm pretty sure that we can help you too. So let's get started. We're just going to jump right in today because this is kind of a big, complex topic. Um, But when you first lost weight, like right after surgery, it wasn't because you went low-carb, like super low-carb. It wasn't a magical combination of specific liquids for two weeks that kicked off the next eight months of rapid weight loss. And if you managed to lose weight even before surgery, even then, it wasn't like keto, it wasn't Jenny Craig or Weight Watchers, it wasn't the extra time that you spent at CrossFit or on that Couch to 5K app you maybe put on your phone all those years ago. Um, to be honest, it, it isn't even because you had surgery for post-ops. I mean. Um, I mean, surgery does kick off some significant metabolic changes with us. But the big reason, the real truth between, behind how you consistently lost weight right after surgery is a basic thing most people tend to forget. It was because you ate less. End of story. Now, more specifically, let's consider this a little bit more um, in depth. How did you gain the weight in the first place? No matter what you think happened, the truth is you ate too much, you ate too many calories. So then when you had surgery and you lost okay, but you were a slow loser and eventually your weight loss stalled at eight months out or so, and never really picked up again, like you'd lose two or three pounds and then gain two or three pounds. It's because you were eating too much. Likely you were eating too much right after your surgery too. And it is possible to eat too much even when you have a teeny tiny um, stomach. You have to consider that a lot of those slider foods, those food that goes down really, really easy, are also some of the most calorie-dense foods. And those, sadly, are often the most yummiest, like cheese and avocado and stuff like that. But we see this in our support groups a lot, where newer post-ops tend to graze all day long with way too many small meals and a lot of liquid calories in between their planned meals, and they get frustrated because the scale just doesn't move like they thought that it would after surgery. Then they freak out and worry. But I want to be real with you guys, and I want everyone listening to think about this. How do you think regain happens when we have stomachs that are so small How do we actually manage to regain? It's because people eat too much. And I'm saying this as someone who did just that. I regained. I did. I'm not proud of it. But I learned my lesson, and that's why I'm here. I'm here to help you learn your lesson. And hopefully learn that lesson before your regain or before your stall turns into a total regain and you're back at square one again. So let's consider what happens when people go keto or do Whole30 or go back to basics and they try a liquid diet for three weeks or whatever they do to lose weight. Um, What actually happens is that they start watching what they're eating. They become more mindful of it and they eat less food as a result. Not because they magically shrunk their stomach and want to eat less food, but because they're actually paying attention to what they're putting on their plates, how much is on there, what they're putting in their mouths. And then they start paying attention a little bit more to how they're moving and how they're exercising, so they speed up that calorie burn. They're creating what's called a caloric deficit, and that's why the scale moved. It wasn't a magical combination of foods. They ate less. So here's the real kicker. If you had bariatric surgery and stuck with the plan your doctor and nutritionist gave you without getting fancy ideas from Pinterest or Instagram about how to doctor up protein shakes with sugar-free pie filling or putting sugar-free pudding mix into your pudding and yogurts and weird stuff like that, Um, if you didn't manipulate the soft food phase to be extra yummy or when you got to the solid food phase, you didn't start thinking protein, protein, protein and only meat, cheese, and avocados for the next month, Your weight loss should have been smooth and consistent for at least 14 to 16 months. Now, absolutely, yes, you would have had some plateaus here and there, but none of them would have lasted longer than a couple weeks because that's how plateaus work. It gives your body some time to catch up and then it starts losing again when you're doing the right things. And I'm going to add this as a kind of an aside, but this is a whole different episode, I think. But if you were eating the way you're supposed to eat with with vegetables and solid proteins and low fat, all that fun stuff, low carb, you would have also been able to go to the bathroom a lot more regularly if you kind of catch what I'm talking about. (laughs) Um, But, you know, we see this a lot in our support groups. We have fairly new post-ops posting every day how, they, how they're bending the rules. And they don't really even mean to do it in a way that's showing off that they're bending the rules. They're not bragging about it. They're just doing these things for extra protein. They're doing things like topping, you know, a, a chicken breast, something that's already lean and delicious, with cottage cheese for the extra protein. Um, we see people who are upset and worried that they wrecked their surgery because the scale hasn't moved in four months, and they really wanted to nail that 100 pounds lost in a year. But they're reporting that they're having multiple cheese sticks a day for the protein as a snack in between their regular meals. And cheese and and stuff like that, you know, on, on the whole, it shouldn't be that big of a deal. But when you're doing it extra and don't realize how much you're doing it or doing it when it doesn't need to be done, that's just extra calories. So many more people in our groups, want to lose that regain that they may have or that they're just like stuck in a stall, but they're also having a nighttime snack of sugar-free pudding with whipped cream to deal with their cravings. And if you've been listening to our previous episodes, that's just a fancy word for habitual eating and something that we created and that we have the power to destroy if we want to. the truth is that regain is born for most of us because we felt that we were eating protein. So we thought it was good. For many of us, it didn't click that we were also packing on 500 calories on top of what we ate in the course of a day because we were told initially to watch protein and carbs and and not so much how to think about how calories actually work and how protein isn't always the answer. More isn't better. We're just supposed to eat a certain amount because protein has calories. And for the record, I'm saying all this because... It was me at one point. I'm just not sitting here in judgment of the people in our support groups or other post-ops that I know. Nobody, least of all me, wants wants to admit that they overate. No one wants to claim that they ate themselves right into that surgery room to have their stomach removed. No one wants to think that they're making mistakes right after surgery. And no one wants to admit that they still managed to eat too much after weight loss surgery and gained weight. Or they don't want to completely, they don't want to, admit that they completely misinterpreted what the doctor said when they said, start eating some carbs. A lot of us think that means we were given the, the green light to have some pasta and some bread. But carbs to doctors and nutrition oft, nutritionists often mean tomatoes. Have an apple. Try pairing some peas with your, your chicken breast. But the truth is, guess how we learn? We often learn by making mistakes. So What? Let's stop making excuses. If you really want to learn from this and move forward, we have to stop making excuses. We have to start taking some personal responsibility and think about how our actions are actually impacting our life as a post-op. But first, I want to chat a little bit, okay? I wanna point out some possibly I, I want to point out some harsh truths. I This is kind of how I learned the best, so let's just rip that band-aid off and and uh, start. I've got a little bit of a list, but um, again, like I said earlier, I'm not trying to judge or make fun of anybody, but this is these are truths that you may not want to hear, but you need to hear. The first one is this. There are two types of successful post-ops, and you may not realize this, so think carefully about what I'm saying here. The first, and sadly this is the most common because these are the... the, the um, the majority of the post-op population. Um, These are the people that get to goal and then they let off the gas a little bit. They sort of sit back, they pat themselves on the back for a job well done and put their feet up. These people, and I'm I'm saying these people, I'm one of them, but we forget that the purpose of surgery wasn't to lose the weight for a bit. The purpose was to actually lose the weight and keep it off. So this first group of post-ops gets a little bit complacent. And then they start adding in back foods. Cause hey, they must know something, right? They did something right, didn't they? After all, they lost a hundred pounds in a year. They've got this. They got to goal. They did it. They're successful. Can you hear my eyes rolling a little bit? And it's not because I've forgotten where I come from. It's because I was that person. I said those words. In fact, I didn't even get to go before I started doing that. And I know that's true for a lot of people in this group. I've watched tens of thousands of people in our support groups do the exact same thing. And yes, many do come back to the group with a little bit of a regain or exactly where they left off. And they're just desperate for help because they realize what they did. And that's what I did too. There's hope out there if you are that person. So stick with us, okay? The second type of post-op These are the people who maybe start off a little bit shaky and uneasy, but they work that plan and they stick with it. And once it starts paying off, they get a little fire in their belly. We've talked about this before in previous episodes, that when we start changing and fully commit to the plan and we start seeing those little tiny changes, those changes add up to being a huge internal motivator for us. The folks who have surgery and recognize that, they see that success breeds motivation, they tend to push harder. So they actually get to goal. And when they get to goal, they use that as a stepping stone to get to their next goal. What's that goal? That's the goal of keeping it off. Because remember, getting to goal isn't a finish line. And a lot of post-ops do see that. It's not common as the first group, but a lot of post-ops do recognize that getting to goal is just kind of the start of the whole thing. Those ones that get there and realize that they need to keep working hard, they do keep working hard. They work, sometimes they even work harder. We, just, we have to remember that the goal isn't to lose weight. The goal is to keep it off so we stay healthy long term. The goal isn't an event or a destination. It's a fluid mindset where you balance your life for the rest of it. I hope you're still with me because I've got a couple more. Here's the second one, and this builds on that first truth. Regain happened to you or even an inability to get to goal because you got stale or complacent. You got complacent with what you were doing and you stopped paying attention. I know that stings. And like I said earlier, it hurts me to say it, it even for a second time because I've been there. But the truth is that we have to stay aware. We have to stay awake. And that's why we so strongly recommend things like weighing every day why our tips for staying on track and even how to get back on track actually starts with taking a daily inventory of where you are now, what happened to get you to this point in time, what you want to do, and more importantly, where you want to go. We have to keep our vision in our minds. We have to keep focused. We have to keep going because once we're at goal, we're not done. We need to set a new mission when we get to goal, and that mission is to stay there. If we don't do that, if we don't keep that focus and if we don't stay on top of things we sort of wake up one morning with no clothes that fit we wake up with a bunch of excuses and a ton of shock about how bad things got in such a short time and that's what i want you guys to avoid so the third truth that i have is that too many people think of staying on track after we get to goal as work if you think of it like that you've twisted your very relationship with food um, and we've covered this a little bit in previous episodes too. But the way you, on the way to goal, we're supposed to take the time to learn new habits, new ways to manage stress, social events, our lives in general, our relationship with food, how we think about food as being fuel, not a celebration tool. But that work that we do when we get to goal, the work to stay there, that's not work. That's an opportunity to recognize that we aren't working, we're winning. We're winning at weight loss surgery. And more specifically, we're winning at weight management. And that's something none of us were able to ever master in our lives if we had weight loss surgery. The work is worth it. The work is your chance to really change. Number four, and this is one that I covered in a previous episode, but I'm going to go over it again because it's, it's, really, it's a really, really good truth to really wrap your heads around and really embrace. But when you get that advice to go back to the basic it's bad advice. So many, th- so many out there think that the way to get back to the goal or the way to goal in the first place is the basics. And the basics just change too much as we move further and further out from surgery. And we've talked about that again in other episodes, but the basics isn't a plan that you follow when you have nothing else to try. The basics is a way of life that you're supposed to adopt and implement so you don't have to keep restarting over and over again to keep fitting into those summer clothes every year. When we think of this as work, we're lowering our chances of making a change and lowering our chances of being successful. This isn't supposed to be complicated. It's not supposed to be a long term life sentence of struggle. You are supposed to be able to learn the ropes and master this. You don't need a ton of extras to get you to go and keep you there. You need to commit to a plan and stick with it because you learned how to manage your life and your relationship with food. That's the basics you can do that. That's really the basics. The basics aren't a two-week liquid diet that leaves you grumpy and hungry. Following the plan for life is the basics, fitting your life into a new way of life, a new lifestyle. That's the whole point. Next up, I I want you to consider this as another truth. And we touched on excuses earlier, but your excuses are keeping you from success. I hate to say it because you probably recognize that. I think somewhere in the back of our mind, we all recognize that, but it's it's just a fact. I'm someone who's used every excuse in the book too. So I've said them all and I've heard them all in our Facebook groups too. The excuses don't change. We're not really all that different. But you have got to stop with the excuses. It's hurting you and no one really cares. It's true. And I'm so sorry to say it like that. Um, I said this in another episode and we talk about this a lot in our Facebook groups, but no one's coming to save you. While many of us have support systems, at the end of the day, success or failure is on us. And people just don't really care what happens. It's up to us to pick what we want. We're the ones that have to live with our consequences, our choices. So we have to decide. We have to choose to stop making excuses and move forward, or stop making excuses and accept the new reality we've created. We have to decide that we aren't willing to stay stuck in a yo-yo of regain and plateaus for another second. We have to decide to stop complaining. Because honestly, and I think we've all been there before with a friend who complains a lot, people just get tired real fast when other people complain and they never take action. They never implement any sort of change or do anything about it. They just complain. Now with that said, I really want you to understand that it's okay to not be ready. It's okay to not want it. It's okay to, not, to have surgery and not be a size two. It's okay to stay where you are. But you have to be okay with it, and that means not justifying it, not making excuses about why you aren't trying, why you pick to stay where you are. Own it. You have to remember that at the end of the day, the truth remains this. It's up to you to choose your future. You make the call. You make the choice. We did a a podcast about that, too. But none of this is exactly easy. And I know I said earlier it's not supposed to be a struggle, but, you know, when we're learning the basics and kind of getting on board in those first couple years post-ops, it is hard because it's a lot to change. But at the end of the day, none of this is going to change unless you decide what you want and you act on it and you work for it. So no more excuses, okay? Just do the plan. If you fail, brush yourself off. Get up. We don't need a confession. We don't need to know what happened or why, but we need to know that you're ready to move forward, to change, that you're ready to learn from your mistake because that is where the magic happens. That's where the real success comes from. We know you have it in you. Show us what you can really do. We want to cheer you on as you do it. We want you to love your life as a post-op. We want these things for you because we know it's possible. We know you can do it. So with that, I'm going to close here, and thank you so much for listening. I also want to urge you to take my words to heart. Please come join us on Facebook. We will hold your hand and help you through this every step of the way. We also have a really fantastic website, and if you haven't been there yet, please go and check us out. We've got so much there that you need. The address is www.bariatriceating.com. And Once you're there, if you, you can do a keyword search for anything, recipes, for um, articles, fat brain, whatever, but um, if you actually look for podcasts, you'll find all episodes listed with show notes for each one. For this episode specifically, I'm going to link to our Facebook groups that I mentioned over and over again. If you're looking for more tips and t- tricks like these or just looking for a, a cheerleader, we're there for you. Please come join us. We'd love to help you. I'm going to also link our Inspire Diet. We talk a lot about it, but it really is the best way to get to goal if you're stuck. It also teaches you how to combine foods from a specific list to create meals that promote weight loss. And eventually, after you practice those meals, you'll know how to maintain that weight loss because you're going to be picking up habits. You're going to learn while you follow the diet. I'm also going to link um, an article we have that talks about the truth about the scale and why you need to get over the fear of of getting on it daily because it can help you a great deal. And the last thing I'm going to link is an article about what to do when you actually get to goal because a lot of people are scared to start on their regain journey because they're not sure what happens at the end of the regain. But we have an answer for that. And just to remind you, we're not just talk. Like I said, we've got articles, we've got recipes, we've got all kinds of fun stuff on our website. We've been helping post-ops for nearly 20 years, and our our website and our support will help you too. Come check us out. Don't forget to uh, review and subscribe to our podcast so that you're always updated as soon as episodes are available. And if you enjoyed today's episodes, please pass it on to someone you think may also find it helpful. And I'll talk to you guys soon. Thank you so much.